It is a Thursday night in Iowa. So you must know what that means. It is AEW on TGS. I'm your host, Ted Flint. I'm joined by Jason Mitchell. We're going to break down the all-out card this upcoming Sunday, since apparently I have COVID and I'm not doing anything fun this weekend. And I'm excited. But before we get into it, everything here at the Tailgate Society is brought to you by Muddy Bites. Muddy Bites is the best part of the Sunday cone. Just a tip. Find them on MoneyBites.com. Type in your zip code. I found some of the local Menards here in town. They are amazing. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, or Spotify, wherever you find your uh, your podcast, and go to the website, thetailgatesiety.com. So that being said, Jason, it's been a hot minute. I don't remember the last time we talked. Was it the last pay-per-view? It couldn't have been the last pay-per-view. It was definitely the last pay-per-view. Uh, was it? Was, I don't know. I don't even – let's see. I can find out. What was, what was first? Uh, Forbidden Door or Double or Nothing? We didn't do one for Forbidden Door. Right. So I think it was. Uh, I don't Put know. Me on the spot. So anyways, <laughs> here we are. We are back. Um, we were just discussing this whole uh, off the air, like how last night's episode was something. We were just discussing the Dark Order stuff, which I, I was running around doing another podcast. Just like the fanatics. Like I was like half watching the show. I kind of wish they hadn't telegraphed the hangman being a part of the group yet. Like, yeah. Like, why couldn't that have happened on Friday? Or why couldn't have Evil Uno have helped them beat best friends and then got hurt? Right. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I'm sort of in a weird spot with how that's going because they're putting it on Friday. And I want them to get people to watch that show. But also, I'm not going to watch that show. So. I mean, I might. I got nothing else I to mean, do. <laughs> right. But, and, like, I saw something today that, Tony Khan said they're going to start lo- now that they're like back to full strength. They're going to start loading up Rampage, which is great for them. But like, also, I probably still not going to watch it. So uh, I kind of wish that match was on last night. Is what I'm saying. Like but, the best friends, Dark Order thing. But yeah, but it's a live show, so I guess sure. they want to get people there. And it was a double or nothing preview back in May. So only only three months ago, um, not much has happened. Really, except for I guess the Moxley thing, but we're bad. Yeah. We're bad. We're bad hosts, so it works uh, out. Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess it makes sense because that's probably gonna be a pretty good. With like, how much would you pay if you lived in Chicago to go to that show? Rampage. Yeah, for this week, twenty bucks. Uh, I go. Th- I go thirty. You think it's only an hour though? Like, you think there's like any elevation stuff hiding in there? Like, oh yeah, I don't know. Um. I would even look have, the card. So they would have to do something else. Probably elevation stuff. I mean, we're shitting all over the show and we couldn't even tell you like what's going on on it. No, it's not great. <laughs> so, but yeah, so like I guess maybe that's why they did the hangman Adam Page stuff, because <laughs> excuse me, is it makes it a better ticket. Yeah. Like I guess like you said you would spend thirty dollars, but if it was Evil Uno and Reynolds and silver in that main event it's kind of a hard sell right yeah and it would be a hard sell as a match on the pay-per-view too like nobody's gonna think that they have a shot at all um after you know wednesday knowing who's gonna be there like if you just say it's kenny omega and the bucks versus uh evil uno silver and reynolds like there's no chance they're winning that i think do you think that uh speaking of that match we're gonna assume that uh the dark order goes over, which yeah, I guess makes the most sense, even though I think the more fun match to watch would be the best friends, but that's just a me thing. I like Orange Cassidy, and I think like 
it'd be a more competitive match if that makes sense. Like, yeah. But you know what I was trying to get at. Osprey's going to get involved in that match, right? I don't know. Can, okay. What do you think about him? Well, I told you I podcasted last night and I watched that match afterwards. So I was a little uh-huh. intoxicated. Um, I wait. He's very good. But as I, as I was, I've been, I've been looking into him and I see like certain, like I follow enough AEW Twitter of people that like are wrestling people that don't really like him. So like, then yeah. I've been like picking up on like what they don't like about him. Like he doesn't ever sell anything. Like he's never hurt, right? He's just hurt, and then he's doing something crazy. Like, so I mean, what do you think about him? You're the one that like watched like probably like much more matches. I've seen his two of his matches. Um, Three, I guess. I uh, okay. I I think the no selling thing is like completely overrated because uh, I think he does, but I think people don't watch enough of his matches. I think the people I see that don't like him don't like him because he he supported a guy that had like a speaking out allegation against him uh, in one of it, like in one of the British promotions. Like, so I think he backed him a little bit uh, and people didn't like that and probably deservedly so, but um, I don't know. The only match was the best match at Forbidden Door. So yeah. That match was so great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's really good. I don't know if, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the crowd feels like. I would like to be in the live crowd when he comes out and like people watching his matches because it's like a spectacle on TV. But like, does he connect with the live crowd? I don't know. Like, is he over live? Is what I want to know. Well, he's a big dude. Like, when I texted you that because I tend to watch. Dynamite way too late, and then Nick, you wake up like seven messages from me. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Aussie Open guys are giants. Yeah, they're big. And one dude's a hoss. You know, like they. I mean, the Young Bucks already look small, but like in that match, they just like were dwarfed. You know. Yeah, and they did like a couple spots that were like, um, he picked up both of them. One of the dudes, I don't know what their names are, but he picked up both of the Jacksons and the, the Aussie open. I don't. Yeah. Right. And power slammed him. And then he caught one of them coming off the top rope to like any kind of messed up both spots, but like you could tell they were trying to get him over as like this giant hoss. But so those guys are new Japan guys, right? So like they can't get hired. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And What's fun, like Osprey is big now, but just like two years ago, two or three years ago, he was a junior heavyweight. Like he was basically the new Japan equivalent of a cruiserweight. And then he bulked up to do the heavyweight stuff. So who do you think, and this is going to be us just me being a squirrel because I've been home all day. Who do you think, it's like you just said, he used to be a small dude. Like yeah. who do you see on AEW that's small now that could, could make that jump? Ricky Starks. Ricky, I mean, yeah. Um. Like, he, I don't I know. Like, nobody else has got the frame for it. Like, Jungle Boy's too small, not too small, but like, he can't like get jacked up heavyweight size. Um, uh, Wheeler's too small, you know. Yeah. Daniel Garcia. Darby, no way. I think Daniel Garcia could, could, he's like super young, I feel like. Um, I don't know how old he actually is, but I don't think he's very old. Um, and they're all babies. So, yeah, but no, I, 
Oh, gee, he was born in 98. He's 23. That's... <laughs> what? That's crazy. The sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um... So... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, so I guess you could say him too, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, I, I tell you what, like, so to go to Ricky Stark's thing, me and you both commented that, like, last week they kind of screwed him on coming out after the Moxley punk match. Yeah. But did you see how big a ratings that spot got? Yeah. So even though the crowd was out of it, maybe they were trying to get him a favor, I guess? I mean, yeah, sure. Like, you got the crowd there, or you got the viewers there. Let's put this guy on afterwards and get him some eyeballs. It's like leading, uh, going into the, uh, you know, jumping off after the Big Bang Theory. Uh, as the right. lead in, and then like putting the hot match right there to try to like draw viewers in. Uh, it makes sense. I love Ricky Starks. Uh, I assume he's going over Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, unless I would think so. I don't know, especially with like you know, there's that article from where was that from? The Ringer. In the Ringer, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like that's out there, and he's obviously hot. Like I don't know why you would kneecap him by having him lose to Hobbs. I didn't realize that Hobbs had been wrestling longer than him, which was yeah. Weird. That article was super interesting. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that either. It said like for a long time. Yeah, because Starks is only thirty-one, right? I think I yeah. swear to God, I've seen that somewhere. No, I love Ricky Starks. I just I worry just, though. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I was just gonna say. I just remember when he, when Cody brought him on to wrestle for the TNT title, and that was his like introduction uh, to AEW, and he looked like he just moved so different than anybody they had uh, kind of the same, not the same movement as like Darby. Cause he moves differently than anybody I've ever seen, but like both those guys are different from everybody else. They have we'll just roster. compare them to like Sammy, like, yeah. And like, they both just are so much better than St. Darby and Starks are just better than Sammy. You oh, know? miles, man. Like the, yeah. Um, and Sammy's got like a good character and I think that people like to boo him anyway. So I think the heel stuff is good, but like he, it always looks like fake with him. Like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't ever like buy so what speaking he's someone that, Yeah. Speaking of someone that don't sell it's it's him. Yeah. Like in that, in that ladder match for the TNT title, like he like went through a, something like a barbed wire table or something. Oh yeah. And then like jumped right up and like, like yeah, that a, was crazy. Did a minute finisher off the ladder. Like that should have been the end. Like it should have ended with him in the table. <laughs> right. You know? That was nuts. Yeah. I I don't know. I hope. I think you put Ricky over, and then. But the problem is, like, like who does he go? Like where does That's he the go? Thing. From there? Their, their mid card is just muddled, and it sucks. And really, for as good as they do of like getting someone hot. I feel like their follow through is pretty poor. Like Wardlow is in arguably a less hot spot now than he was. Um, did you see that art, that interview he did? I, I caught snippets of it where he like he's upset. No, oh really? He did some podcast or something this week. I'm sure you can look it up on the internet. Where he's basically saying like that, uh, and you can never tell AEW people if it's a shoot or whatever. That like yeah. he said like that Freeman like ruined the best night of his life. By like all that backstage drama, he's like, that's been like my my crowning achievement. And like, right, the day of the show, I didn't even know the man was going to show up. It's one of those things, like, and this has been happening a lot, which is interesting. But people can say stuff, and it can 
technically be true, but it could also not be anything they actually mean, you know, like yeah. Thunder or like Britt Baker did the same thing with Thunder Rosa saying she wrestled with a broken wrist. Um, and that's true, but yeah, you can also use that to get an angle over too. Or it could just be legitimate heat between those two, especially. God damn, Thunder Rosa! I don't. I can't think of a single person that's like fallen from grace for my like good graces faster than her. Yeah, like, I'm so just upset. Like I don't understand what she's doing. I don't. I understand like half of it's booking, but like, do you do you buy that story about how she broke Hater's nose and hid in the bathroom? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the part about her hiding in the bathroom. Probably, right. I do buy that. Actually, <laughs> like, is Hater like, that much bigger than her? Like that you'd be? Yeah, I don't know. She, dude. Hey, uh, did you see that match? No, I didn't because so, I've, I've been a bad fan lately. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was a rampage deal, but um, Hater came out of that looking like a badass, um, and she was. She probably was pissed afterwards. Uh, I don't know. It seems like there's too much smoke with Thunder, Ro- Thunder Rosa for it to be, for there not to be fire. Like with her sandbagging that, um, that one match with Marina Shafir, like not going up for suplexes like she was supposed to. And then this whole Britt Baker thing. I don't know. It's too bad because she was super hot and now it comes off like she was just a one trick pl- pony who could play off of Britt Baker, but that's about it. That's the thing. It sucks because she was so over. They had the cage match in San Antonio, like, and then like they just between combination between her and the book in this, you can't camp out. And now, like you said, the sandbagging thing. And now, like the women's division is just a fucking mess. It's bad, and the only the only two people with or that have given it been given a chance to like show charisma. Um, are Britt Baker and Jade Cargill and they're the ones being featured and then that's about it nobody else um has had a chance to do anything like then- Athena comes Athena comes in Ember Moon and, and is basically like I don't care about that match she's not gonna win yeah like I don't know and it's actually I'm upset about the Statlander injury because she could have like she could have really been is shot in the arm like people want to get behind her they wanted her to beat ruby uh in that one rampage and she, i think she was ready to take off and it just sucks well and that's a, like i don't know like i did i have noticed though they are moving the women up in the show yep. like the last two weeks they've been in the first hour yep um I'll be interested. I, I didn't look at like the breakdowns or anything. And I don't, I don't know if it matters, but like the first time they did that, that segment, which usually does really well, went down similarly to how it does in the second hour. Um, okay. But I mean, I think you got to train people to do what you want them to do, right? Like if you want them to take it seriously and you put it in the first hour, then it should get better. I don't, know how you fix it i'm afraid they're just gonna put the belt on baker because they don't know what else to do yeah i think that's i think that's the move unless they want to try i mean at one time they were gonna have tony storm uh i think they should still do that that would be my move i think there's mileage in that i think you could have hater and Britt baker split up and do something there uh i don't know uh oh have, have you heard anything about this all all elite women thing no, no, I, I didn't know if Fightful would say anything about it, but 
So AEW filed for a trademark that covers all sorts of stuff. Like, and this is just in the last couple of months, uh, DVDs, merchandise, uh, all this other, I don't know, anything you can think of under all elite women. And so there's some speculation that like they may be getting their own show, but like a reality show or like, well, it, I don't know. I think a mix of both, like uh, primarily behind the scenes stuff. I mean, maybe, maybe to take over the uh, rose to the top deal, man, whatever gets them over, I guess. Like, it's just like, it's just sucks. Like you mentioned the Athena thing. I would like for her to beat Jade, but there's no way that's who it is. I don't even know if there's a person on the roster they have that beats Jade. You know, I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Because whoever does is going to get a rocket, right? A rocket yeah. push. So should. And they've already ruined the Soho, maybe being the person. And yeah. But I mean, Jade is probably the most over woman on the roster right now. And I'm not even yeah. sure if she's that over. Right, like right, and she's wrestled probably, you know. I mean, I know, yeah, yeah, but like under ten truly competitive matches. Like, what what, was she at the show that you went to? What was Um, the women's match that night? Put you on the spot. It might. I don't know. I think it was Jade Cargo. Actually, I'm just making that up, but I think that's true. But like the crowd, if, if it was, do you remember the crowd reacted, or were you? Did you take your kid to the bathroom? Like, all right, bathroom break. He, that's funny. He he is not into the women's stuff. Like, it doesn't resonate with him at all, and I don't know why. Um, but I don't know. He's eight. Like, <laughs> he just wants to watch. He wants to watch Darby and Brody King bleed all over the place. Uh, I don't. He. We watched Tony Storm did a dark match before, and that was good, um, and he liked it. But I don't know. I'm trying to remember. That's the thing. Like I'm saying, like none of these women are over, and I don't know how to how you fix it. Like unless you like start. But even like when they have good matches, like I had a, the match I went to it all out last year was Britt Baker versus. Man, I don't think it was Donna Rosa. But it was a good um, match. It was Stratlander. It was Stantlander. Right. And it was a good match, but people just don't react to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jade did. She wrestled Madison Rain on the okay, Dynamite. So, so the Nova. And it was terrible. And my dog's barking at the window. Of course. All right. So we're actually a half an hour in this podcast. We haven't even talked about the main event. <laughs> um, what did you think about? I love the Moxie promo. Yeah, I missed the second Moxie promo, or I watched it. I don't remember it. What did you think about Punk's promo? I thought it was good. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was real good. Um, I thought, like, it's it's a lot simpler than I thought the build was going to be because basically it just boils down to you have the hobbled hero in his hometown, yeah. and that's it. That's it. that's the build. Um, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And I thought that, like, I don't know who this Ace, Ace, Ace. Steel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. No, no clue. Um, I'm not 
I didn't watch. I quit watching like when Punk was in Ring of Honor and stuff. I I was not watching wrestling at that point. So if this guy was there, I don't know about it. I don't know who he is. I didn't know he worked for AEW. Apparently, um, he's a real person that's like trained Punk his entire life. He's an actual. Yeah, person. it sounded legit, and I thought he was good last night. And I don't need to know who he is. I mean, they told me enough. Um, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. What do you think? It was good until he went to the crowd. Oh, really? Like, I just, like, it didn't help. They got, like, he signed the paper from a guy wearing a hangman shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, right. You know, like, when he started pulling, like, the, uh, the Rudy, us versus you. Yeah. And now, now, he, now I know he's going to win, which is going to piss me off. Yeah. He definitely is winning. Like, which is sad. Uh, not because he's, I don't know, whatever. Moxley's just so good and he's proven himself and I feel bad that they have to take the title off of him because he is like this is I feel like he was born for this role and he's going to get it yanked out from under him but of anyone on the roster though if Moxley sticks around for their three or four years he's like the one I most likely see him get in their title run I guess yeah yeah ideally it would this would be the beginning of them not having year and a half long title runs and we can like start getting some other people that have like deserve the belt you know yeah like like but i just don't understand i thought for sure they're gonna call it they're gonna make it a chicago street fight i literally just kept waiting for it like yeah because i don't see how how in the storyline they've created how moxley can can lose that match because like you said punk looked like shit on wednesday like he hasn't slept like he looked (laughs) looked bad i i mean to me uh I don't know. I think that it's there's a lot of flaws in the storyline that are going to be covered up by the fact that they're in Chicago. But if you're watching it, uh, if you're watching it outside of the scope of the Chicago oh, thing, my seven year old one that comes say hi scared me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I saw his head in the background before before he noticed that. <laughs> uh, the only way for it to make sense outside of like the Chicago them doing it in Chicago and like that being the storyline. The only way for it makes sense is if he turns heel, like that's how it works. But I do, I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they're just trying to tell a much simpler story. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the storyline is there for him turning heel and then you have MGF come out and yeah. call him out. But like, it sounds like MGF's not going to be there Sunday, which I think is the right call, but I would, yeah, I would wait. Um, I don't know that people expect him to be there. So I don't think people are going to be disappointed. Maybe people do. I mean, people were cheering MJF last night when Moxley laid down the open contract. Um, but I would hold off a little bit longer. Well, cause you have because stories I, to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that should be a moment on live TV personally, rather than a pay-per-view. And that's the thing. Like, plus you have like, you have the Wardlow thing they can dust off. Right. Sure. Because he said he wants to wrestle Punk. Yep. So you literally could have Wardlow just relinquish the TNT belt to go after Punk. If you don't want to have anyone beat Wardlow. Right. You know, he never ever wins this casino match, which who's in there? If it was me, I'd have Yuta do it. Yuta win that match. Right. It's Yuta, Claudio, Phoenix, Pentagon, Roosh, Andrade. Because you can have Andrade win it and lose again. No. 
you know, like that would just. Oh, and Dante Martin too, who's not winning. And I don't know who the Joker would be that would make them win. Besides maybe Samoa Jokes, there's a storyline there, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I saw that he was about ready to come back. So, you know, I don't know. I really hope. I'm still, I'm still on the team that hopefully Moxley wins the match. But I don't think Tony Khan, and that's that's his like thing. Tony Khan is like he says he listens to the fans, but I don't think he does. It feels like there's a lot of placating happening, and it probably starts at the top with Punk. Like I think he, I don't know, I don't know how things are. I've heard, uh, heard so, things are terrible. I heard thing, heard that meeting went fine for most some people are still upset whatever when they released bobby fish could have gone that good yeah (laughs) yeah that's interesting i mean it's i don't care i guess um but it's weird that they never got to play out the storyline with right cole's guys in the young bucks which makes me wonder maybe bobby asked the release i don't understand why he that move makes no sense when they have other people on the roster that they can release. Like yeah. that librarian dude that's still there. Uh... <laughs> okay, so like that actually made that segment actually made me upset last night. Um, the like you're on the dynamite before the pay per view. We should never see uh, Peter Avalon, the JD Drake. Um, whoever the Ryan Nemeth um, or even those guys that wrestled Wargo and FTR like those that, why did that match even take place? What was the purpose of it? I have no idea. Those guys should never be on TV. Well, who even came out and attacked those guys? Who was it? Big Cass, W Morrissey. Maybe like, he's... what is he doing there? Why is he on the dynamite before the pay-per-view with no match on Sunday? Okay. It baffles me. That could be Miro, and then they could have had him cut that promo in the ring. That would have been great because I was thinking about this when they were doing the Miro promo. I don't, I know it hasn't been that long, but I don't remember the last time I saw him wrestle. And it's been a minute. He's so good. Like, I want him. He was in that titles, man, that titles tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The four way, forbidden door. Right. Well, he was on such a streak before he got hurt of, like, he could be a total monster, but he could also sell and, like, put guys over in the match that he was wrestling that even though you knew that they were going to beat him, like, he could make he could make them look really good. I thought he was doing awesome. And then he kind of got derailed with the injury, and I just want to see him back dominating people. And that's, like, the thing, like, I mean, also, you couldn't put him in any of those matches, like the word low match, but you got to find time for TV for him or like the Darby Allens of the world or the help beyond Jodies of the world, you know, yeah. like, or like Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, I also like, I don't know the last time he wrestled on TV. Like, I want to see that guy. I want to see him Malachi black. Like, I don't know. So I saw in the article about Bobby fish being released. Fightful did say it like 
they were disproving the like that Malachi Black was asking for a release, and someone else was too. Miro, and they were saying that they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't prove that. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't verify it. Well, good. I hope they don't. I mean, I don't want those guys to leave. Malachi Black is a five-year contract, so yeah, like. At the same time, they need to do something with him. Yeah, because like, he was so hot when he kicked Cody's head off. Uh, like people were like cheering that; they loved it. And I don't know. And now it's just nothing. Like I imagine. So let's talk about that match. All right. So we yeah. have Miro, Sting, and Darby versus the House of Black. House of Black. And there's so many Dark Order, House of Black, like all these names. <laughs> yes, Colts. So, who do you put over there? Because I don't think either team can take a win loss. I mean, Darby and Sting can take a pin, but yeah. but Miro pointing to win. Right. Malachi needs a win. I right. would. I would give it to the House of Black. Personally, I think they need it more. Uh, Miro, yes. He does, but he can also look like a monster. Like, I, I feel like he can look like a monster and be fine with a loss. The House of Black is gonna eventually. They're gonna start looking like uh, Andrade, you know, like yeah, like a, a parlor trick. Like, the, hey, these are the guys that come out and the lights go off and they blow black mist, but they can't actually win anything. You're a step above the butcher and the blade, basically. Right? Yeah. You know, and that's the frustrating thing is like. But, like, also, like, I feel like Sting and Darby are kind of like the match you put on the pay-per-view that makes people happy and they're not going to lose. Like, I can't remember if they've ever lost a pay-per-view match. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet they haven't. I mean, Darby has, obviously, because he lost the fucking Bobby Fish at the last pay-per-view. Right. Oh, God. You know. Yeah. No, Um, Kyle Riley. Kyle Riley. Sorry. The one that still has a job. Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't know if Sting's. I would. I would be curious to see how many Sting, how many losses Sting has in AEW. I mean, I don't know if you can look that up. I think there's a stats thing somewhere. I swear I've looked it up before. So we looked at last time we did this. We talked about the last yeah. Hangman match, you know, or you and I talked on the phone about the last Hangman match. So, so yeah, I feel like Black needs to win that, but like also like. If Punk's winning, the Elite's winning, you know, like, I assume the claim's not winning. That shouldn't be a fucking match. Yeah, no. Like, that's frustrating. Like, what's wrong with that? So, and we, we can combine this with the World Low FTR thing. They're just doing, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with FTR. Like, are they just waiting to, like, break glass for a tag title run. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you could have made the argument that that tag team match between them and the young bucks for all four titles could have headlined the show if they would have done it. Right. Reading between the lines on all the comments that are out there about like between them and like stuff Meltzer said, it sounds like the Bucks just didn't want to do the match. Like, why? And I, have no, I have no idea why. That match was amazing. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. That's just what it sounds like to me. Like for whatever reason, that's they just didn't want to do it. They did so, not get along in real life, or uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even think it's about that really. Although I did see a Bobby Fish story yesterday where he was talking about how like he fought or he tried to fight one of the FTR dudes in the back and they had to be like pulled apart and then uh but then they were fine after that or like decent enough I guess yeah so man that's why I got released right maybe (laughs) I don't know lots of fighting backstage Eddie and Sammy Bobby Fish and I think bald FTR and no sting has not lost a match since he lost to Seth Rollins in 2015. Wait, say that again. Sting has not lost a match since he lost to Seth Rollins in 2015. Yeah. So they're not losing. No. I mean, uh, I mean, by Miro pins, buddy Matthews, right. Is what's probably going to happen. Probably. Like, that's crazy. And this is a this is a terrible analogy, and I'm going to use it anyway. I was to a, a fantasy football podcast with uh, Christopher Harris, and he talked about like wide receiver three in the infinite whatever of sadness, because like there's like thirty people like me are wide receiver three, right? Yeah. And AEW has like twenty people in that mid card. <laughs> yeah. And they aren't picking any to like rise up. Like Miro, Darby, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, you know, right? Malachi is... Black, Andrade. Like at some point, one of these guys needs a title run. And I mean, Wardlow and the TNT title, then they fucking fucked him. Yeah. Yep. That man's I mean, been he... killing people every week. And he hasn't beat anybody that is worth knowing about. Like he beat what? Scorpio Sky, and that was it, I think. Like, if you're going to put Peter Avalon out there, have it be a fucking Wardlow squash match. Yeah, have him kill dudes. Like, that's what got him over in the first place. And and that's what he was saying in that interview. He's like, I, he's like I've been, I've since that match, I was like, I, like, my momentum's been killed. Yeah. But I also wonder if they had a CM Punk program that they are going to do, and then they couldn't because Punk got hurt. It's possible, sure. Because, like, the, that night of the Dynamite, I don't mean, maybe I'm wrong. That night of the Dynamite, when Punk got hurt around there, that whole thing of Wardlow was like, I'm going to go after CM Punk at some point. You know? Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, so, I think it was right. I think he might have said something about it after he won the title. And then he. No. Jeez, oh, what was it? Did Punk get hurt? And then he's like, well, since Punk's yeah, hurt yeah. and I can't go for the title, I'm going to go. For, I'm going to win the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, Punk only had like a week after the pay-per-view where he wasn't hurt. The only way I'm going to be happy if Punk goes over Moxley is if they give Moxley like a three-month break. Right? Which I don't think they'll do. Yeah. I mean, no, they're not going to because they just got everybody back. And so they want to go full strength into the fall. Well, yeah, I mean, at some point... the Blackpool Combat Club has to break up, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like some, like there, it exists on the periphery, but like Danielson's been doing his thing, Moxley's been doing his thing. 
Yuta is finally back or whatever. Claudio, like he, he's a Ring of Honor guy. That shouldn't even be yeah. on the show. I love Claudio, but like, sure, but like, but give me and I. This this might sound blasphemous, but I love Claudio. I love I like watching him wrestle. His matches are fucking fire. But at some point, instead of having Claudio with that Ring of Honor belt, strap up Jungle Boy, strap up Ricky Stark, strap up Darby, strap up literally any young person with that belt. Makes them look good. Yeah. Like Claudio's got to be 40, right? Or does he just look 40? No, I think he might be older than that, actually. I think he might be like 43. So, like, and we don't even know when the damn Ring of Honor shows are coming back. You know, like. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think anything's, I don't know. I don't there's a pay-per-view coming up, right? I think there's another pay-per-view. Uh, maybe. They just did one. Yeah, and that one got oh, like I don't... crazy numbers. Well, yeah, well, crazy numbers for them. Yeah, but like, yeah. So speaking of that, like, like we said with the FDR thing, why are they not just defend the RH belts against Machine Gun something? Yeah, that's what they should have done. And you literally could put Wardlow versus Jay Lethal in a squash match if you need to get them all in the all in the damn thing, dude. I don't know. Jay Lethal comes off to me as a guy who is like who's super good on like he would be. He's a he's the top level independent guy, right? Yeah. But he doesn't have like it to make to be on a main roster somewhere. Like he's fine, but I almost can't believe like he's still on TV as much as he is with the dudes they have. Like I, something's just like completely missing for me with him. Like I told you, like, and this sounds terrible, like. Someone puts a gun in my head and brings in Jay Lethal and Jonathan Grisham was like, who's who? I must like pull the trigger. <laughs> Kill me now. Like, I don't know. Does one of them have a beard? Do they both have beards? Is one of them bald? I don't fucking know. They they both had the same kind of gimmick that like it is kind of blend together. So but and like speaking of like older guys, I didn't realize that Keith Lee's like 40. He is. Like it's like wow. forty-two or some shit. shit. Like, because someone was like, "Oh, they're someone on Twitter was like, oh, they're finally, you know, Keith Lee is about they're gonna embrace like the the youth movement." And they're like, "Man, he's he's forty-two. <laughs> shit, he was born in eighty-four. I'm sorry, thirty-seven. So still pushing forty. <laughs> yeah. So like, honestly, I'd be okay if the acclaim went in those belts." They're super over, man. They, I didn't get to see uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, but I did get to see the acclaimed, and people do love the acclaimed. Like the crowd, that, that they were just out. Uh, I think it was the match before Dynamite started on Dark, so they get like the crowd hyped up or whatever, and it was hot. I don't know. I like them. I don't know if they're. It's hard to go from like. FTR, Young Bucks, to uh, even Swerve and Keith Lee, who I like, like to the acclaimed, like it's a big jump. But that's a, that's a, that's a, and that's and that's just like where you and I are good at talking about this. So like, I like love like digging into like the storylines where like you can like actually like watch the matches and like are are the acclaimed 
good wrestlers enough to where like they could win the belts and you'd be okay with that. Yeah, I, I think Anthony Bowens, like before he got hurt, he was having killer singles matches. Like he was, I think he's super talented. I think Max Caster is entertaining. Uh, I think they're a great tag team. I, I think each of them would be fine as a singles wrestler too. And like, if you want to not have Swerve into my glory or whatever the hell their name is, which is a fine name, lose to FTR, like have the acclaim win and then have FTR beat them. Yeah. But only like, way only way FTR is winning is if the elite loses the trios match, though. Yeah, which we differ on. It could. I mean, that could happen. I would be surprised, <laughs> but uh, it could. It, it needs to happen. Like strap up John Silver and Reynolds. Like yeah. And this I mean, is. I'd rather the best friends beat Hangman. I'm gonna say it right now. I think they need the belts more than anyone. Now that Pride and Powerful is hurt. You have to start rewarding some of these teams that have been doing bangers, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that would be. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. It will, right. Dark Order's winning. Like, it, it won't happen. Yeah. I would be fine with it because, like, people, they're, I mean, they're super over. Like, people love Orange Cassidy. He's. He's a star, man. I don't know. You could, a case could be made that the best friends are the most trio of any of the teams in the trios tournament. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, from the beginning. um, You know, so, and like, I love John Silvers and I love Reynolds, but I think the best friends, best friends versus the elite would be a better match. In my head, yeah. in my head, I'm seeing it right now. In my head, I mean, I, I I feel like I've seen the Bucks versus Silver and Reynolds enough times to know what it is, and it's always good. Um, I've seen that. I don't, I don't feel the same way with the best friends. Like I don't feel like I've seen that match. I mean, and honestly, this all ends with Hangman eating a pin from Omega, so that storyline continues, right? I know, I know. It, it upsets me too, right? It's gonna, uh, yeah. it, it, it's gonna be the reverse of that amazing tag match from two and a half years ago when Omega and, and Hangman didn't want to beat the Bucks and they were upset and they couldn't do it, and that's just gonna happen. Like Hangman's yeah. gonna be out there stumbling and they're gonna triple super kick him or some shit, and they're gonna be real hesitant to do it. But instead of letting him fall, I think they're gonna pick him up. Like after they beat him, yeah, they're gonna like pick him up and like congratulate. It's not the right word, but like you know, comfort him, right? If there, if there's like maybe not a match, but certainly this game's getting crazy. Do you have the backyard brawl on? No, I don't. It's uh, tied. Three minutes left. Anyway, sorry. No, back to, uh, back to your train. I broke you up. Back to your train of thought about the match. Uh, oh. I may not be looking forward to that match as much as, I don't know, maybe something else, but as far as like how they do the finish and what comes out of that, I'm probably as interested in that as anything on the show. That, that match has to lead off the show, right? Oh man. Or I guess, no, probably not. Probably the casino match leads off. Yeah. That would be my guess. What are your thoughts on, uh, 
if the elite's turning face, what are your thoughts on what's his fucking name? Omega's buddy, Don Callis, going with Aussie, uh, going with Osprey, and turn on Man. Omega. I think that'd be awesome. I think that's I how that's how the Dark Order wins, right? Or if you want to like do three D chess, Osprey and Hall- Callis come out, they do some shenanigans. Omega's out, and Hangman doesn't won't pin him. Yeah, he won't do, he won't do it. And then they lose. So that way we continue the whole Punk storyline, right? Where he could have cheated and beat Punk and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. That would be awesome. I think that'd be a great finish. You can't Uh, have Callus be on them with their faces. No, they can't. It's a problem. And people are not going to... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it because when Omega came back, whatever, two weeks ago, whatever that was, he cut the promo like after the show that they recorded um and he was basically saying like how thankful he is for he's like as long as no one as long as this doesn't get shown anywhere i just want to tell you guys how thankful i am and all that stuff like a total face promo yeah so i feel like they probably knew he was going to get cheered coming back the idea was still to go with him as a heel keep him with don Callis, but i don't know if they're going to be able to have him be a heel like they may need to cut cut that idea (laughs) i don't know that's what i'm saying like like him going and talking to Osprey, like to me, like just plan the seeds that, like, yeah, you need you need someone to take you over the hump, right? I think so. that would be great. Um, aside from the fact that then you don't have anybody that I really want to listen to in the elite, like give a promo. <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> that's the only bad part. Well, they don't have but to talk. They don't have to talk, do they? They don't have to talk. I don't know. I would. I would love. It's not going to happen, but I would love for them to sign Osprey full time, just because I think there's a lot of stuff they can. When do. is his contract in New Japan up, though? Not for a while. I th- I feel like he signed a new one not that long ago, and like the New Japan thing is, he wrestles all like so eighteen he, matches in thirty days or some shit, right? Yeah, and like not just matches, but like insane, uh, insanely awesome matches. Um, and he's only like he almost died about six months ago. West Virginia, not like this. Oh my God! Interception, touchdown! Oh, oh my no. God! Oh no! Anyways, all right, we have two matches that we haven't talked about. This is why I don't I shouldn't podcast when there's a football game on. <laughs> so we have Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, which I'm shocked isn't like a chairs match or something. Yeah, like there's not even a single match on the show that has a stipulation. I don't think you know, just the ladder match. That's it. I guess. Yes. But for, I mean, for them only one with a gimmick, like that's pretty, that's pretty rare. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're pulling back a little bit. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he called himself Jack Perry in that sit down last night. So thing is like, I don't think he's like switching totally, but I thought it was, uh, noteworthy. I thought it was interesting. So, I mean, also he wins, right? Yeah. I mean, you can beat Christian a thousand times, and like it's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't really need to win any big match. So yeah, I mean, I can lead off the match. 
but that's probably like a cooler match. Like, like that's probably middle of the card match. I think the casino match probably leads off. More look at this thing. Yeah. All right. So then, Why, go ahead. Uh, one thing about that, like Jungle Boy Christian Cage match, like they set that up so weird. I feel like, and maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but like they had Jungle Boy destroy him and hurt Christian, like before the match. Like usually you have. Like Christian should have destroyed Jungle Boy. Like, I mean, he already did, but like Jungle Boy got his heat back. Like he got he got one over on Christian already. Like it hurt him. And now like he's gonna do that again. I don't know. Like we we already did that. Which is why I'm surprised like they didn't make it like a cage match or something to like Yeah. Up the ante or like Texas Death Match. I really thought they were going for. I thought they were going for a go for a TLC match. Like I thought that's what they're heading for. Didn't you like get the impression? That like, would have been yeah. Christian could have been like, all right, well, I'm hurt, but I do have a specialty. Um, you know, like I have a special match that I have way more experience than you in. So let's do that. So, see, we actually haven't even talked about Jericho and Danielson. And probably, probably the best build of any match on the show. That's probably gonna go forty minutes, which is twenty minutes too long, <laughs> right? You know, like maybe that's the match that leads off the show. Like, but knowing our luck, they're gonna put that right before the main event, so that way I'm super tired on Sunday night, right? Like they're that match is gonna sit st- through like submission after submission. That just screams like a nine forty five start. Yeah. And then it lasts for 35 minutes. And you're just like, why, why am I fucking watching this? You know? Man, that it's, it's crazy to me how much better Jericho is now than even when AEW started. Like, he looks better. He moves better. That match that I saw with him and Moxley was awesome. Like, he looked great in that. And, I don't know. I'm just like super impressed. But when you almost die, you know. Yeah. Like it's crazy how much that changed everything for him. Uh, I don't know who wins that. Does Danielson win that match? Does Jericho take another loss here? I don't know. I don't know. You think that's going to have a time limit on that match? Because that kind of, I mean, that to me, that screams draw. Yeah. Or a 10 person count out. Like neither one can get up, maybe. The thing is, like, both those guys are so willing to put over other dudes. Like, Danos, I mean, Danoson had to be talked in WWE, at least. Like, he would have to be talked out of losing the guys. He's like, he just wanted to put everybody over. Uh, and Jericho has pretty much done that with every, like, everybody except any, Kingston. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure like the conversation this week, but between those two and Tony Khan, like, no, let me take the loss. I'll take it. Like, that's got to be something. I feel like Danielson needs to win because in my head, Danielson goes up to Punk next to avenge Moxley. Because you could easily like write yourself a storyline where like Punk doesn't cheat, but he goes too far and like injures Moxley. Yeah. Or something like does like well, an eyeball thing, you know, or like 
okay, how, where did, how does Daniel Garcia play into this then? Who does he ultimately side with? I know he said he was with Jericho, but that seemed like overkill to me. I want him to do what uh, Sammy did, but actually do it. And tell him both to fuck off. He's going by himself. Yeah. And just be a thorn in both their sides. Like I just, mean, I think that would probably get him as over as anything. Like, if he goes with Blackpool Combat Club, he's just another guy in that group. And obviously, they're all great, but... He, he's just... He, him and Yudo would then be interchangeable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're wrestling on the Wednesday after the pay-per-view. They already announced that match. So Yudo and... Yeah, for... Uh, and Garcia for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. So... That means that my idea is not going to work. <laughs> if, if you know, if that's the, if, if, if I go up like them, it makes you think that Jericho's going to win that, right? Or there's shenanigans and Garcia goes to be on Jericho's side and you to come like, out. Yeah, I feel like they've already done that, like, like done the thing where you to cost. Jericho or whatever like I mean he cost him he didn't let him hit Danielson with a chair on Wednesday he's already cost him I don't know uh I don't think he ends up with Jericho I think there's a better chance of him ending up with Danielson than Jericho but I hope that he what you could do if you think he ends up with the Blackpool Combat Club is him and you to then are a tag team and they go out there and tag belts uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a that'd like, be an ass kick and do a you know, and we're like, but like, but they they like say something like, you guys got to get along, so we're gonna put you in a tag team until you figure out your shit, right? And they just you know fucking destroy everybody. <laughs> yeah, like like kind of like the Hangman Omega thing, where like they're un- yeah. un- unlikely unlikely allies, you know. But yeah, that would work. Is there a match? Did you commit your uh, your family to let you watch the show on Sunday yet? It hasn't happened yet, but I'm I'm working hard. Well, apparently, it depends what my father in law is like. I got to check the football schedule because he he's a football maniac. So. Um, the only game on Sunday would be there's two. It's the LSU, FSU, and then there's only two games Sunday night. I'll tell you now. Where's your LSU FSU's one? Uh, uh, these games are already over, but that's, other, that's like, it. That's it. Yeah, it's just okay. for wow. State and LSU. All right, I still got some work to do. It sounds like, but well, doesn't help. We'll see. That there's no gimmick matches. I'm mean, like, when you're trying to sell someone on a wrestling pay per view, the more gimmick matches, the better. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're like in this, like. You know that if you buy the pay-per-view, you're going to get good matches. Like, that's going to be a given. But I don't know. But you can see good matches in, like, a hundred different places now. I still haven't ever watched the... The Aronachy and Arena match. I, I oh. fast-forwarded through it to watch the Hangman Punk match. I've never really come back to it. Yeah, you should. I You've been telling match, me that. Match is good. You know, I, it's, it's better than... Stadium Stampede to me. 
Well, that's going to be you tough. May, I mean, yeah, I don't know. My emotional investment is going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you, like that whole thing where I think Omega pins Hangman. I'm not sure if I'm okay to like emotionally take that. You know, like that, I mean, that's yeah. the more, that's the bigger story, though. Right? That's the story. I mean, I put, it, yeah, it's all it's it's all going to come back to that somehow. It's just how they how they want to play it for because like this is not the this is not the end of anything. Like this is if any like we're only like halfway through the well, story. It depends probably. on if Omega how much longer Omega can go, right? But I feel like the storyline right now is Paige taking losses, even though he's never on TV, which frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Just put him in a match. Like Yeah. We discussed this on the phone, right? His last match was his last singles match was before Forbidden Door, and it was that against that Tanaki guy. Tanaki guy. Yeah. Who's not even on the pay-per-view. Nope. But he's also not signed up AEW. So right? Uh yeah, he's on like alone, basically. But he I think he just wrestled a bunch of matches in Japan. I don't know when he's coming back. But he's young enough that like Yeah. So since we're getting a little long here, what is the match you're most looking forward to? And you can't say the main event, because that's pretty given. Yeah. Um I think hmm. Or I guess give me some predictions, I guess. Do you have any predictions? Okay. Uh I think oh man. I don't know if I have any like overarching predictions. I think that there, I don't think anything is going to get answered this pay-per-view like at all to me. I think, I mean, except the punk thing. And like, I don't think MJ, I, I don't think there's a clear direction going forward for like almost anybody here. I think it's going to be pretty standard stuff. But this is uh, like their WrestleMania, though. So, like, yeah. it is interesting that like there's no one even out there rumored that like could show up that could like, you know, yeah. Which is the argument for bringing MJF back? Um, but I don't know. To me, this is maybe or the Ring of Honor invasion angle that, they, that they've been teasing for a bit. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. It's trying trying to help. Yeah, to me, it's the weakest pay-per-view they've put together. If you take out the main event. And even that has been so different than everything else they've done. It's it's like a weird show for me. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be really good. Well, they're all the shows are good, but like I said, like it's what's well, tough for me, and this is where like, you and me differ, and like Forbidden Door I didn't buy. But I, you know, I, I pirated it a few matches. But like, I need storylines to get me invested more than like just like, oh, this match, this match is yeah. great. And outside of Punk and maybe the trios match, like, there's no storyline I give a shit about. It's, I, I mean, I think that's the reason why. I, I don't know. Is that why WWE is getting better because they have better stories right now? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know because I, I can't. I haven't watched a second of their program but like i think people want characters and i think AEW is going to have to figure out how to do that going forward like yes everyone knows that they, like they have 
wrestlers that can go. They have a roster full of them. They can have awesome matches. Um, but there has never been a promotion that has existed and thrived and become great only on great matches. Like it's right. always, it's always, always, always stories and characters and they got to figure out how to, how to. So do you think, are you on the side that like they need to stop letting the wrestlers write their own shit? No. Cause I think, I think that's better. I just think that like nobody has a gimmick. Like nobody has a gimmick. Everybody's just like, my gimmick is I'm an awesome wrestler. Like, that's Brian Danielson's gimmick. It's Kenny Omega's gimmick. It's John Mo- like John Moxley's gimmick is like slightly different in that I will beat the piss out of you and drink your blood. But like, now you're making me look at it. Yeah. So there's no the closest you get is House of Black to me. Well, if you're going or Darby Allen, Dor- um, yeah, Darby. Because Jungle Boy's pretty much gotten away from that. Um, but yeah, the single wrestlers haven't like like they're the top guys are literally i'm a better wrestler than because hangman's gotten away from like the beer drinking dude which yeah i don't understand it like that was his gimmick right like he's just yeah and not like he's not steve austin you know like it was a different thing like <laughs> he would drink a beer with the crowd he wouldn't like you know he's not out there like spraying beer all over people or anything it was it was good um, so I don't know why they don't do that anymore, but well, it's frustrating, and but also, like, I get it. Like, they want us to like, think these guys are real people, right? Yeah, but also, like, I do, like I said, we've had this discussion, and a friend of a friend of us on Twitter, Snowden, like, maybe AW is better when they had half the roster, yeah, because then I also the, somebody said this the other day, and it could be purely coincidence like just timing wise but they were making the argument that aew has been at its best when eddie kingston is featured in a prominent role because he has like the rapport with the crowd like almost no one else like moxley is pretty similar in that regard but like as he goes aew goes and that was interesting to me because i'm not sure they're wrong I'm so pissed off that he fucked up. I get up and yeah, I know, like, and I get it, but because like that's his, he's a real person. He he yeah he has feelings. He he fucks up, but like it just oh my god! <laughs> oh, they're down to the one. Sorry, this is good. This is good podcasting. You're uh, an hour in. You're an hour and ten. <laughs> All right, yeah. This is your own fault. It's your own fault. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here anymore. Um. So you think Punk wins? You yeah. think Elite wins? Yeah. You think Starks wins? Yes. You think uh fucking reviewing that shit, you fuckers. Um Jade wins. Who all right. We're in on this. No one's here, and I'm gonna let you go. Who do you pick to beat Jade? We 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 touched on that earlier. Oh, he did he I don't think he caught that. You got to talk here while I'm looking at the replay. I know, man. I'm trying to remember who they have on the roster. Uh, I I thought it was going to be Statlander, so I'm confused. 
as to why or as to who they're going to have besides that, because I thought she was the obvious pick. Um, she was like a homegrown talent. She super over. Uh, I don't, they, they just don't have anybody. I don't know. Well, there's uh, nobody out there elsewhere though, right? No, there's not. Cause you know, not Triple H is in charge. There's no way they get Sasha, right? No, I'm sure they're already signed back. I don't know. There's no, I'm looking at the roster right now. There's literally no one. No one. Uh, Sucks. Right? Yeah. I mean, the best. So if they, if they want a bump, you have our, have what's her name beater this weekend? She's a good wrestler, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would say it's 60-40 Jade wins, but I think it's probably closer than my than people might think because it's like what like what else are you going to do with her? Like I mean, she could just keep she can just keep winning and that would be fine, but man, like I don't know. I she's a good wrestler. It makes sense. She's a better wrestler. And then you'd have like the bruised ego giant role for Jade, right? Like Yeah. How she responds. Fucking cowards. (laughs) All right. Anyways, I cannot wait to have you back in, you know, four months. We're talking about full gear. And uh, MJF MJF and Punk. Yeah, we should try doing this like once every two months at least. We could be better. That would probably be a good idea. So we could do that. I will talk to you soon. Uh, Until next time, I will talk to you later. All right.